Live from Las Vegas, more or less, with Mark Anthony, I'm Rick Rosen, and this is Good Sports. What's up, buddy? Good afternoon. It's cold out there. <laughs> oh. Frick, it's cold out there. Where the hell where are you from? <laughs> Of the degrees, and we're freezing our asses off. No, we're not. You're from Minnesota. I'm from Colorado. It, it's not cold. This is a this. Uh, if I re- are correct, this is akin to a Minnesota summer without yes. the mosquitoes. <laughs> yes. Do the mosquitoes really get the size of hummingbirds up there in Minnesota? Oh, I've seen them take out small children. <laughs> I've heard the stories. Uh, Anyway, Mark, uh, there's not a great deal on the police blotter uh, today, but there are se- there are several developments in the world of sports that uh, that are touching uh, that we're going to touch on. One of the things I want to start with, Mark, uh, Las Vegas lost a friend uh, that I don't think uh, everybody was aware of. A man, a young man named Paul Leckie, was the manager of Walmart. Uh, they take us shopping once a week. The city comes by and picks us old farts up, and they take us shopping. We go to a Walmart, which is cool. Walmart accepts the other people's ads, so we get the benefit of that. This young man named Paul Leckie was 45 years old, Mark, and died uh, over the weekend. And uh, we want to send our thoughts and prayers out to his family. But, you know, Walmart always gets the, the short end of the stick when it comes to, pe- you know, people people think it's uh, the NASCAR crowd and, and all that. And, you know, you, you're less than you're, – you're less – you're one step down from human if you shop at Walmart and do, and do those things. And I'm almost positive there's a Walmart in heaven. But this young man – Passed away at 45 years of age. He's the guy where, where uh, and I, I bring this up because there's a connection to Jerry Jones somewhere in here. Um, this is a guy who uh, one day I walked in, my next door neighbor was about to turn 100 years of, of age. And uh, I was trying to catch up with her to uh, to show her an ad she'd asked about. And I was having a hard time catching her. And her name is Leela McClendon, and uh, uh, laughingly, one of the uh, one of the other managers, uh, assistant managers, saw me, and I said, uh, "You know, I she's going to be a hundred next month, and I can't keep up with her. Is she really?" And she went to this uh, this young man who ran, managed the the Walmart where we go. His name was Paul Leckie, and without any prodding, anything like that, he said, "Oh, we'd love to give her a cake." They knew that we come in once a week, uh, a group of ten or twelve of us, and uh, they not only gave her a cake, they gave her a party. And uh, the next time we went in shopping, the, the the day before her birthday, I believe it was, um, we went there and they, they, they had all the employees come over and sing happy birthday. They did a beautiful Aww. cake for her. They gave her a gift card and a bouquet of roses. And it couldn't have been nicer, Mark. And I, you didn't have to ask the guy. The guy did it because it was the right thing to do. It was a cool thing to do. And uh, he very, very unfortunately for anybody who knew him or, or had any dealings at that Walmart, uh, his name was Paul Leckie, and he passed away last Saturday, and uh, we want to send our thoughts and prayers. But he was he was one of those guys who did the right thing, even though he worked for Walmart. I mean, it's, you know, not like the guy was an executive at, at, at Boeing and making millions and millions of dollars. A very hardworking young man, but right thing, he did the right thing. Jerry Jones, on the other hand, owns the Dallas Cowboys, so I bought them for, I believe, 100, 160 million bucks, and now they're the most um, franchise in sports, uh, more profitable than, uh, than than any of the soccer clubs. Real Madrid, I, I believe, comes in second. But uh, he took a $160 million investment, small small loan from his dad of $160 million, and uh, 
has now uh, the the Cowboys are, are valued well over two billion with the B billion dollars, and that's a pretty good return on your money. But Jerry Jones has had the opportunity to do the right thing with Greg Hardy and has stuck his head squarely in his ass and not done it. Uh, the only thing that works on his head, obviously, is his mouth, because at, at this point in time, there I don't know how you keep defending Greg Hardy. Uh, they they signed him uh, from Carolina. And uh, he's going to be a leader, and he's this, and he's that. And they have abided this guy, and the and the fo- the photos finally surfaced on Deadspin last week, as we talked about, Mark. And the Cowboys' reaction has been, well, if it wasn't such a serious thing, it would it would be worth a laugh. But um, you know, here we live uh, live in a place where there's a guy who who just hears that somebody's going to be a hundred and goes way out of his way, and to do the right thing and to do to to make everything better. On like Jerry Jones, who, you know, and the, the guy not only beat her up, he beat her up, and they took pictures, and he lied about his deal. Oh, she scratched me, and he had the scratches on his neck. That well, I, well, then he I've came back from from Tabby Cats. Well, you know, well then Hardy uh, came back and tried to go. Well, you know, it isn't what it looks like it is. Is like, uh, dude? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm a Republican. I go by what I see, not by what I'm told. Okay. You beat her. <laughs> what has that got to do with being a Republican? Yeah, I, 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 I will say that, Mark. He, he absolutely there. You know, it's indefensible. And he was given a ten-game suspension. And um, you got to give credit to the NFL Players Association. It, uh, it's talking about doing the right or wrong thing. Uh, somewhere in that collective bargaining, they said we we need one more chip. We want the ability to to appeal and and to have an arbitrator listen to these uh, these suspensions and everything. And and so. Uh, the NFL finds itself uh, going after Tom Brady still, even though he won uh, his case in court. They're doing all the appeals and everything to try to enforce this four-game suspension on Tom Brady for Deflategate, which happened uh, game before <laughs> last year's Super Bowl. And now they, Greg Hardy got his suspension reduced from 10 games to four games, and he served that, and Dallas welcomed him back with open arms. And uh, there's teammates that, you know, there's teammates that, 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 that don't like playing next to the guy and don't like showering with the guy and don't like being around the guy because he's a low-life scum bitch. And they, they're forced to do that because that's where they get their money. That's their business. The Cowboys have certainly dropped the ball as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, I, team, uh, I, I've never, I've never, to, it, was, it was a hell of a PR thing. But this is a this is a very very big misstep as far as I'm concerned, Mark. And I don't have much respect for the Cowboys organization. Uh, they're they're waiting for Tony Romo to, to to come back to to be the savior. He hasn't been that yet. I don't know what makes him think coming off an injury he's going to be better. But uh, they're in a deep hole, and uh, I hope they miss the playoffs. And I I don't wish them uh, you know uh, I don't wish them injury or anything like that. I just don't I, I don't hope that they I do hope that they don't uh, they don't have any success until they get their heads out of their asses. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, there's some things that they're, 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 they're not, they're not as they seem to be kind of like what you said, Mark, but this has really crossed the line. Uh, and, uh, uh, Ronda Rousey has, uh, has found her way into this, <laughs> into this controversy by, by not just being 100% what the politically correct people think she should be about, about domestic violence. And I will say this, there are certainly instances, Mark, that I know of personally that I've seen. It is a two-way street. Uh, a female will do something 
towards a male, and your response when something physical happens to you is a physical response. It's rarely verbal. It's a it's a it's a strong man that can stand there and, and get humiliated or slapped or uh, something thrown in his face or hit with something that he only responds verbally or turns around and walks away. I mean, that's what the Bible says, but very few people follow that. And uh, um, and for Ronda Rousey's sake, she was she's honest. She's honest to a fault, and uh, she's she's coming up to this fight in uh, in Australia, which is good. For, for the UFC, huge for the sport of mixed martial arts, and she's having to t- talk about something. He was a damn football player, half a continent away, and Ronda Rousey's a physical person. She makes her she makes her living in a male dominated male. They, they, women were an afterthought, right. Mark, and I'm not sure if you were there the day at uh, at Mandalay Bay when I spoke to a uh, uh, Reed Harris of uh, uh, the WEC. Which had the lighter weights uh, for mixed martial arts guys, uh, and certainly the women. And uh, uh, UFC did not uh, did not uh, want them in. Uh, had no no real desire or need uh, to incorporate the women in in the lighter weights. And uh, yet they uh, they just took over the, the the WEC. But I had Reed Harris on the air at, at Mandalay Bay, and on the airwaves with the MMA junkie. They, uh, he, he was, he just damn near went apoplectic when I asked him about women and a Rousey at the Tough Enough event. Tough Enough that now uh, being run very, uh, very uh, wonderfully by, and uh, Rhonda fought three times, and she's, you know, if you if you could get past the the good looks and the, and the nice boobs, you would think Rhonda fights just like a guy. You know, they say some some guys throw like girls. Well, Rhonda fights like a guy. And she's got this tremendous judo background, and she she does physical things. So I think she probably has a different uh, perspective on, on on these altercations and these kinds of things. And I, I don't think her, she's way off center in what she said. I think there's a lot of truth to to, to her stance, uh, her stance on marijuana. She doesn't use it, but she doesn't. And <laughs> honest to God, you're in a fight. I don't know why guys keep getting suspended for being on weed <laughs> when they're in a fight. The last, <laughs> the 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 best thing I can have for if I'm going to be in a fist fight with somebody is they're they're stoned. <laughs> dude, don't hit me no more. Let's go to look. Jack of the box is right there. Okay, dude, let's go. You know, Dave. Yeah, I got Dave. coupons. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, so, so well, that's Dave. Pretty, that's pretty much <laughs> yeah. the reality. Dave's not here. Uh, that's pretty much the reality of the of the situation. Rhonda is a is a spokesperson, and she doesn't mince a lot of words. She doesn't need to. She's Rhonda Rousey, and she's got the she's got the world by the balls right now. And uh, uh, rightfully so. But anyway, she's been kind of drug into this. Uh, she's fighting Beth Holm down in Australia at UFC, 4,393,000 or whatever. Whatever the hell it is. They're, they're getting up to their numbers. Man, I went to number 48. I saw Chuck Liddell at number 48, Tito Ortiz, in that fight. So they've, they've had a lot of UFC uh, big-time named events uh, since then. But Ronda's down there and representing, uh, uh, you know, she represents America. She represents. Uh, womanhood. She represents a lot of good. She won a bronze medal in the Olympics. Wouldn't you like to see the two bitches that beat her? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to just see? <laughs> wow. <laughs> if Rhonda's bad and she took third, what must them other two be? You know, I, and I did not mean that as, as, as a derogatory thing. Uh, 
uh, it, it is one of those things, Mark. And uh, so, uh, but anyway, uh, all, all things considered, uh, more of just humanity, civilization than the police blotter. But Greg Hardy is such a scumbag, and he plays with this attitude, and you're like, Dude, I mean, if they just rounded them all up and made one team, it wouldn't win. They could put Damakong Sue on there and Greg Hardy. And, and now the guy that, that's, that's actually got a suspension and took it like a man and did. I don't think he did anything on purpose, Mark. Uh, he did put his hands on the face mask. Is a keep to leave uh, from the Denver Broncos, who kind of breaking up a fight or talking trash and cost the Denver Broncos a chance to win the game against the Indianapolis Colts. He took the ball out of Peyton Manning's hands by two late penalties, one for, for grabbing the face next and poking uh, the opponent. One of the Indianapolis Colts was in an altercation with one of the Broncos, and Tlaib came over to break it up or talk trash back or do whatever, represent, and he put his hands on, and the guy acted like he'd been gut shot by a 30-30 at about 10 paces, and and uh, Tlaib it's going to have a one-game suspension. It's going to cost him close to half a million dollars because he put his hands in the face mask, and one of his hands might have grazed the guy's eye. It, you, Mo from the Three Stooges couldn't get his fingers through a through a, a, a lineman's face mask far enough in to do much damage to an eye. You know, eyes are important and all that, and it shouldn't be you know shouldn't happen. But a key. Tlaib took it the right way. He he fessed up. I did it. Uh, I was wrong. I shouldn't have been in that situation and on and on and on. So uh, former former New England Patriot, Akeem Tlaib, now with the Broncos, um, uh, you know, is taking it like a man. And I I, uh, I, I very much applaud him. He, yeah, he did wrong. But, uh, you know, he uh, he stood up and and, and, and confronted everything that, that, that came his way. He answered the questions and did all that. One of those next question, you know, did you meet your girlfriend? Next question. Yeah. Yeah. Are the, did she bruise you? Was it a fit? You know, and, oh, next question, next question. Uh, so uh, he's a scumbag, and the sooner he's done, uh, his career is over, the better off the league will be as far as I'm concerned. Now, I guess that brings not necessarily the police blotter, but those kind of sports that are, I mean, those kind of things, stories that affect sports and not on the field, Mark. Um, are you a big uh, University of Missouri fan? Nope. Nope. Okay. Not a lot of people are. Uh, they're, they're becoming more popular. They joined the South, uh, SEC, uh, Southeastern Conference, and uh, uh, they uh, since then have won have won two titles for their uh, for their. Uh, I think they're in the North or whatever the hell it is. And uh, Missouri was in the Big Twelve for a long time with with Colorado, and they've had to, you know they're not very far from Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, Missouri seems to have a have a big connection with the racism that's that's prevalent. Every time something happens, it seems to have some of some of Missouri, blah 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 Missouri. So the University of Missouri not not uh, immune to these kind of things, and uh, so there were some incidents on campus that were not dealt with uh, to the satisfaction of a lot of people, not just one or two people, and a young man named Jonathan Butler uh, took the Hunger Games to a no a whole new level he started a hunger strike and he was he was almost a week in and it was for the resignation of the of the president and uh for his uh lack of caring about these incidents that had happened under his watch and he did nothing about it he did nothing tangible that nothing acceptable uh to alleviate these racial incidents and um this young man jonathan butler went on a hunger strike for almost a week you know, my my hunger strikes tend to last somewhere between ten in the morning and maybe two in the afternoon if I really really stretch it out. That's as far as I go without eating unless I'm sleeping. 
On the other hand, this young man went almost a week without eating and, and uh, galvanized the uh, effort to remove the president or have him step down or either step down or, you know, jump, jump or I'm going to push you. And uh, the turning point in this whole thing seemed to be Gary Pinko, the coach of Missouri, uh, football coach at Missouri, uh, joined with them and put out a statement, I believe it was a tweet, that we stand united. And uh, he joined his team. Now, first of all, the the football team and most sports teams, at least uh, football, basketball, the revenue-producing teams, are made up of, of a much bigger majority of or a much bigger uh, percentage of people of color than our general population. For whatever reasons, that 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 seems to be the uh, the, the way it is, and uh, um, there's there's several theories on, on that, Mark. But this is a man who now the question is: Did he did, was he just being pragmatic and joining this, or does he really believe this? I will say this: This is the man. If you if you remember the name Michael Sam, is the first openly gay uh, young man to come out and say I'm gay and I still play football and I'm pretty good at it. And uh, Gary Pinkel. Uh, uh, supported him when he was a senior. I think he came out in between his junior and senior seasons. So he had an entire season of of playing with that, uh, you know, hanging over him and, and, and being an issue. And his coach was very supportive. And so now, now, that, uh, now that the same coach has supported, chosen to support the right thing, we applaud them. And again, uh, you know, between Paul Leckie and Gary Pinkel, I think you got two pretty good examples of, of what you're supposed to be. With Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, I think you have the, the before and after example, the good and bad, whatever, whatever yin and yang, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, so uh, you've got some some somewhat unrelated. Uh, you know, it, it all is about okay. There is less. There's less important things uh, than than what our day to day living and football is one of them, and sports is one of them. There's from the reality, and now they're the reality. <laughs> they are itself. You know, they're, they're that's the real deal. So, uh, I applaud uh, University of Missouri forward. Uh, I don't think it's a done deal. It wasn't just the firing of the guy is going to change all the things that have happened. Uh, somebody supposedly uh, put a swastika in feces. In, and now the, the backlash is, well, there was no f- pictures of it. Well, they were smart enough to take a policeman in and have him see it. So, uh, you, you know, uh, things are still going on in Missouri that uh, we would wish would never uh, occur anywhere else. But uh, is there a lot of... Uh, uh, Mark, I know a lot of guys, uh, if you look at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, when he was drafted, he played with Milwaukee and led them to a championship. Even the, the big O, Oscar Robertson. He was he was unhappy and ended up being a, a Los Angeles Laker uh, because of the, the cultural problems or the cultural lack of of anything for him and, and, and what he needed for his life, uh, culturally speaking. And he left Milwaukee. Is there the same Minnesota, Mark? I don't think it's overly... Uh, uh, I think percentage-wise, it's probably on the low end of the scale as far as uh, uh, black residents. No, you know, Minnesota is California East wannabe, okay? <laughs> you know, oh, my God. You know, we're home of Hubert Humphrey. Hug, hug, hug the tree. Love your neighbor. Oh, everything's just fine. Let's all just shake hands and, and you know – I, you know, that's why I'm. That's one of the reasons that I live here, not and and not and not there anymore. Because, you know, it's like okay, um, 
you know, again, before the police do anything, they have to go through this long list going, okay, is is this person black? Yes. Okay. Does he belong to a certain organization? No. Okay. Some type of profiling or anti-profiling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's this whole, let's profile to prove that we're not profiling. Okay. And (laughs) pretty much, you you know, my problem with this, I've got two huge problems with this whole thing is first of all, Jonathan Butler is sorry to get political. He's like Obama. No, it's all right. You're allowed. Okay. I am a victim. I am a victim. You, you have parents that are multimillionaires and you're, you know, you're a victim of race. You, you have lived a privileged life and, and, you know, to claim victimhood doesn't wash with me. As far as the coach goes, the coach saw a PR, you know, both, both, you know, both in, in a Michael Sam and, and this, he's like, okay, I got to be on the right side of this. So, you know, I got to come out Whoa. and parade in front of the social media so that, that everyone approves of me. I have a problem with that. I think that's uh, the, just, that's one of the theories, Mark. And I, I agree with you that that certainly is a possibility. And who could blame a guy who's making millions and millions of dollars a year on the backs of, of student athletes, um, or athletic students, I think, is probably the much better description of them than student athletes. Uh, they don't have time to be full-fledged students because they have a full-time right. job, and it's called football or basketball or whatever it is that generates the money for others than them. But um, you're right. This guy, uh, I mean, he has to uh, keep walking. If my job is dependent on, on youngsters that come in as 18-year-old, green behind the ear, wet behind the ears, you, you know, and I have to turn them into not only men but 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 football playing men too, and keep track of kids and and all that. It's it's a daunting task at best, Mark. And the guy has to make decisions that not that, you know for the best of all. Well, sometimes he has to make decisions that are for the best of his family and his mortgage payment and his right. his new car every year. Those kind of things. I don't. I personally don't that factored in, but it and it certainly might be the fact. And I don't know that we'll ever know what you know what, what Gary was thinking, uh, but he, he did. He obviously, uh, I think, a whole lot of people believe that he did the right thing by joining with his players and and showing solidarity and saying, "Okay, this is this is wrong," and you know, and the players threatened to boycott the game this weekend. They were not going to do anything football related until the president was gone. It, they didn't have to name a committee and wait for a while. <laughs> that game this weekend is going to generate millions and millions of dollars for their coffers, and if they hadn't played. They'd, it'd cost them millions and millions of dollars in legal fees and and, and 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 all those kinds of things, and it would have had repercussions way way more significant than finding a new president uh, for the University of Missouri and whatever the guy did. You know, obviously he had some qualifications coming in. Uh, I, I say this: the uh, Chancellor R. Bowen Lofton also lost his job, and uh, I, I don't think. I don't know uh, what 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 the what the deal was to run him out too. Uh, if he was a big supporter of the president or or coming on his dime or or whatever happened, but whatever it was, you know, you can't trust somebody who starts their name. <laughs> I've I've always had that as a, especially with an initial. Uh, how, what are you ashamed of your first name? Arston, Arston, for you know, rambunctious, racist. Well, what is it, dude? Pick one or just say the whole damn name. So R. Bowen Lofton is the chancellor, was the chancellor at University of Missouri. You know, and, what do you think is and, 
you know, you when we go down this whole, you know, you know, what is your your initial? I always come back back in hand saying, "Who? Uh, you don't need to talk to me." I always come back to that mash episode <laughs> where where um, uh, they're trying to find out what what BJ Honeycutt's initial stand for. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> all you know, the I mean, they're digging there. through his records. Well, his <laughs> B, d- mom, J, dad. BJ, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, you know, but yeah, it's like, why an initial? You know, I am R. Mark Anthony. <laughs> they, there's a, there is a story. Whether I, I suppose I'll have to check on Snopes. Uh, that a young man joined the army uh, during or about World War II, and he had been named after a, a, a relative who did not like his name and only went by his initials. And the guy was known as, as as R.B. And so they named the kid R.B. Jones. And so when they asked him his name, he said, what's your name, R.B. Jones? No, what's your, what's your full name, R.B. Jones? So the guy in, in doing the form had to put R, and then in parentheses put only, B, only, only? Jones. <laughs> So, so the kid, the kid went through the army known as Ronely Bonely Jones. That's what it said on his. All- <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there are there are problems. People with naming your kids. I, I uh, when we were doing the the football league, the Nevada Youth Football League, out here we had uh, we had cheerleaders, and, and uh, I decided I was I, here. I am the commissioner, and I'm going to go help them out and sign up the the people and get these things done. And there was a there was only one one person working with the cheerleaders. We had four or five people working with the players. So uh, I just kind of went where the where, where where the log jam was, and the uh, lady came up and and you have to write down the names that are, or or try to read the hieroglyphics that, that someone else is writing. So it was simple for me just to write down. So we had several daunting daunting things come up where people spelled them spelled names in a creative way and this this lady came up and she was like uh yeah what's her name uh, janice jones and i said how do you spell that she said two x's a q and a y and i'm like what <laughs> where the where what did you do just just take, take all the things from a from a scrabble and throw them out there and say okay there it is what's the spell well it's going to sound it's going her name's janice but that's how you spell it you know so um yeah it, it was really kind of and and it, it it wasn't a racial thing but uh, i will say this about the names yeah that uh, that that is you know i <laughs> I said, okay, you're gonna have to spell it out for me because I don't know where to put the Q and the and the yeah and whatever it was. So, uh, you know, these things happen. By the way, speaking of things that happen, Mark, Tour de France went through their their throws. Certainly, Major League Sports uh, Baseball, in particular, has gone through a great deal of agony because of pro- performance enhancing drugs. It's a rare sport that it has not uh, affected, and uh, Russia and the Olympics. Uh, and uh, there was talk of banning Russia from the 2016 Olympics in the the fetid waters of of Rio de Janeiro, and uh, they're going to let the they're going to let the Russians play, but they're going to have to admit some guilt. They're going to have to go the Pete Rose route and, <laughs> and uh, show, show some contrition and those kind of things to be allowed in, and they're going to do that, and, and they're probably going to end up giving some some uh, Olympic medals back. And this is not a new phenomenon. Um, uh, one of our greatest athletes, if not the greatest male athlete that the United States has ever produced, Jim Thorpe, uh, had to give back his uh, his Olympic medals, I believe, from the 1912 Olympics. 
and uh, uh, they introduced him to the king, uh, king of Sweden, I believe. Uh, I think it was Gustav. And uh, after the Olympics, and and uh, Thorpe stuck out his hand, and said, "Hi, king." And uh, you know, uh, this big uproar about that. Well, okay, uh, but he had to because he played a, a a small amount of pro baseball at the time, uh, semi pro baseball, and took took money. It eliminated Jim Thorpe and his, and they took all his medals back. And a lot of people think that led to his death. He died an alcoholic, a penniless alcoholic, in in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, on an Indian reservation, and uh, um, he had to give his Olympic medals back. And I, I'm sure that affected him very, very bad. Okay, Russia now, is going to probably give back a great deal of Olympic medals. She can't give can't give the the tadas back. You know, they heard no, it. They got to hear no, their but, anthem played but, uh, from the crowd. But uh, you know. Through through all of this, I just imagined the players on the Olympic teams going, "We don't have to swim in that polluted water. We don't have. Oh God, we got kicked out. Yes, thank you." And then it's like, "Wait, wait, wait we're going back, really? Did you see yeah, the water we have to swim they, in?" <laughs> That's actually a heard the old joke about. The, about okay. the guy says, "I I, I read somewhere that smoke." Drinking are bad for you, so I gave it up. And the guy says, "Yeah, smoking and drinking." He says, "No, reading." <laughs> and that's that's pretty much what the people that's pretty much what the people in Rio have done. The Olympic organizing committee down there, they they're not going to test the water anymore. They already know the results of what, of what it is. There's crap in the water, and we're going to have the triathletes out there swimming in it, and the people on the catamarans and the yachts and all that crap floating in it and and you know uh, uh not much we can do about it so we're tired of hearing about it so we're just not going to test it anymore so they won't let uh, the uh, the ioc the uh, olympic uh, committee and, and those kind of things that are really responsible they will not allow them to test the waters uh, officially around rio so it's going to be interesting as we get closer and it's going to be very it's that that news is going to be mixed in with um the election cycle here in, in America. And I think it's probably going to take some of the heat off of them, but I mean, it's a pretty big issue. You want me to swim in what? Yeah. <laughs> and dodge the what? <laughs> yeah. Just dodge the big turds. Yeah. The little ones won't slow you down. Yeah. So. <laughs> Keep your mouth closed. Uh, yeah, that's right. Jellyfish is the least of your worries. Um, a couple other things, Mark, I know we're, we're rolling right along. Um, a very sad report. Uh, former Major League pitcher Tommy Hansen, who was a very young man, died, and now the the reports are that it was from an overdose. He had uh, pitched for the Atlanta Braves. He was their number one prospect, I believe, in 2011. Pitched for the Braves, also pitched for the Angels, and uh, um, is now dead. And uh, they called the police uh, to respond, uh, or called the paramedics to respond. He was not breathing, found at a friend's house. Uh, unconscious and and not breathing and dead for all intents and purposes, and he has passed away. And our thoughts and prayers to his family. And certainly, it touches home with me, Mark. These overdose deaths, and and I don't know that there's a simple solution. It's no different than gun control and those other things. There, you know, there's no just here's the here's the solution to all of it, other than complete uh, eradication of drugs uh, for, for anything, and that that certain does seem feasible and and whatever but uh, i mean a, a young man who had such a promising career and uh you know when you're the number one prospect in all of baseball for one of 32 teams you you're, you're pretty far up the food chain and tommy hansen paid with his life for uh and, and i 
Yes, uh, fuels a lot of guys that make it to to the level of of, of Major League Baseball or the NFL uh, football or whatever. They all share that competitiveness, Mark, and I think sometimes that deals in into these uh, situations where guys overdose. I can do more than you can do. Uh, it's always who can do more. What, what can I withstand? And uh, uh, Tommy Hansen is gone uh, gone from Earth. Uh, you know, uh, never to return in our, our lifetime, at least according to reports. Uh, but uh, uh, a sad, a sad, sad thing. You know, these guys, whether it's uh, from injuries that they start with meds so they can still perform or, or whatever it is, uh, whatever the cause is, the result is devastating. And uh, again, I, uh, I, I, I wish I could hug his mom and dad and his, you know, and tell them, the, <laughs> I don't know know exactly what you're going through but i think i have a pretty good idea and it ain't good it ain't fun you 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 beat yourself up with those questions what could i have done differently how could i have what could i've gotten him different treatment could i have not signed the form to let him play ball you know that's uh, i mean you you have a lot of a lot of questions running through your mind when you're when you're after the fact and and, and looking back at these things mark so um, anyhow uh speaking of after the fact <laughs> ready for a little levity <laughs> provided by Oscar De La Hoya, oh, yes. uh, our uh, our Olympic gold medal winner and former, uh, uh, I believe, five time uh, five different weight division world champion Oscar De La Hoya, who uh, has called out Floyd Mayweather and said Mayweather took the easy way out. Well, okay, uh, that that may be true, and you you might have a point there, and 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 you're welcome to your uh, your opinion. I think Floyd pretty much fought damn near everybody that 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 was anybody. Uh, not necessarily when they were at the peak of their career. Uh, I think he avoided Manny Pacquiao until he was much more beatable than he was a few years ago. But uh, all things considered, after seeing the fight, I think Floyd still was going to beat Manny Pacquiao. Uh, Pacquiao had a chance, but not a good chance. Um, De La Hoya calling out Mayweather is is somewhat like the little kid who kills his parents and then wants mercy because he's an orphan. Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy Productions with Bernard Hopkins and, and the other group were the promoters. For Floyd Mayweather Jr., in the in the height of his career, when he'd he'd left top rank boxing in Bob Arum, and was on his own, and, and Oscar and and Oscar De La Hoya, who had done the same thing, left Arum when the when when, when the opportunity arose, uh, started Golden Boy Promotions, and they were doing the fights. Well, it's tough to say, hey, you didn't fight everybody. Well, you didn't put him on the schedule. You had his rights. You had you had a contract with him. You're going to fight who's out there, or you're going to break your contract. And it's not like Oscar didn't have any leverage or whatever with Floyd. But now has called him out for for sidestepping some of the some of the big names uh, to to just okay. get his record afforded. I don't know. Okay, but we've talked about this uh, before. There is no talent left in the boxing pool. You know. You know, you don't have. It certainly people. has been watered down, Mark. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's okay. Yeah. They weren't tough opponents. Well, give me something. You know, let's put some tough opponents in in the pipeline. But there's nobody in that yeah. pipeline right now. And that's. Well, they're, they're in the MMA pipeline right now, Mark. Yes. Yeah. They're going, they're going to, they're going to the sport that has emerged. It's the new, it's the new thing. And I think it is a better. A better indicator. Uh, boxing is somewhat archaic, and uh, I love boxing. And it, uh, they call it the sweet science. And if you're a, if you watch boxing, simply not rooting for one person or another to watch the the ballet that it, that it is that it becomes in front of you. You see a guy setting up, 
and taking another step closer and another step closer. It's very much like watching a bullfight. Yeah, unfortunately, the bull dies, and it's it's grotesque, and it's gruesome, but there is beauty to it. Uh, you can't you can't take the beauty away, no. uh, but you can say it's, it's kind of a tough, uh, high price to pay for this beauty. That's how boxing is. MMA is much more uh, that immediate, okay, we're having a brawl, and we're going to get, somebody's going to get knocked. Okay, that's what Boxing is the sweet science, and to watch a guy like Floyd Mayweather perform, and uh, he does it about as well. He's Nadia Comaneci getting the 10. Uh, that's what Floyd does in boxing. It's not fun to watch unless you're a huge fan of the art, of, of the skills there, as opposed to a fan of like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was, was great to watch for me because of his head movement. You know, that that. that that's what made Mike Tyson so much different than most heavyweights. Most heavyweights walk in with their chin out and say, okay, I'm going to hit you hard and you hit me hard. We'll see who falls first. And uh, George Foreman and Ron Lyle uh, had a tremendous fight, and I believe it was in Toronto. There were five knockdowns in the fight. There was no boxing whatsoever. The fact that they were in a boxing ring and were in boxing gloves and there was a judge, and I mean three judges and a referee, was as close as it was to boxing. It was a brawl. It was, I'm going to hit you, you're going to hit me, and one of us is going to fall down and not get back up. And, and it was Ron Lyle that didn't that was the one that finally suffered the final knockdown and didn't get back up, but there was no boxing to it whatsoever. It was a very, very popular bout. Mike Tyson was a very, very popular fighter because he ended those things. He, 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 it was that suddenness. Mayweather doesn't do that. That's not his style. That's not what got him to 49-0. and 0. Yet here we are, Oscar, who it's not like Oscar went out of his way to fight people at the prime of their, uh, you know, yeah. uh, he was fighting Macho Camacho and Shane Mosley and, and blah, 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 well past their prime when Oscar was still in his. Oscar didn't duck a lot of people. And a lot of more people ducked Oscar, I think, than, than, than Oscar ducked. But he certainly could have uh, could have had fights with, with bigger name opponents or, or more serious challengers and did not do so. And for him to call out uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr., I think, is very hypocritical of Oscar, particularly as he was the damn promoter. <laughs> I mean, who else do you blame? Who else's fault is it? Is Floyd supposed to go out and call people out? You want him making phone calls on himself? Hey, man, I think I can whip your ass. You know, that's not how that works. It's it's business. And so whoever was doing the matchmaking and whoever was whoever was responsible, I think Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy are at least equally as responsible as Floyd is for, for who he fought or did not fight. And he's he's got the record. He tied Rocky Marciano's record. They're talking about another fight, and I think they're. I think it's hot air, Mark. I yeah. don't believe. I, I don't believe Floyd Mayweather Jr. is going to fight again. He doesn't need to. Why take the chance? Forty nine and zero, and tied Rocky Marciano and doing the sports sporting thing, and that's all cool, man. That's Floyd. Uh, he he he's he's a very uh, eccentric uh, young man. He has more money than he can count. Yep. He has more money than he can spend. You got photos of him carrying in the the stacks of. He had ten thousand dollars in one dollar bills to take into a strip club. Oh, okay. Well, Mark, we've been there. You know, that's a that's a big night for the girls, and uh, you know they, they they get ten grand. It's not he, he. It's not that wasn't money he was taking into the private room to get lap dances from his favorite stripper. That was for all of them. That was throw the money and let it rain and and make the deal. But you know he was giving back ten grand to the strippers who are out there showing their boobs for you know a buck and a guy guy cops a feel as he's sticking the dollar in the g string. So it's a uh, you know Floyd's Floyd's a different cat, but. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think this is on Floyd. For for whatever Oscar's saying, I, no, I, think, I, I think much less of it is on Floyd. No. He's, yeah, I, first of all, he knows that he can he can embarrass damn near anybody in a boxing ring when they're just out in the parking lot. I think Floyd's probably prone to getting his ass kicked. Ronda Rousey snags hold of him. Okay, then it's you know that's that ain't going to happen. No, Floyd. Okay, and, and I, that's a good I fight. I don't regret <laughs> that either. Any 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 male. Uh, that that has, particularly that's already an athlete uh, is a huge, overwhelming favorite over the greatest female athlete, in, in, particularly in combat sports. Uh, Babe Didrikson Zaharias uh, was, I believe, the greatest female athlete America or the world has ever seen. A uh, l- little sidelight on on Babe. She was tra- she was training for the Olympics and she was going to a to a small college in Iowa and I don't remember the name of the college, but in practicing for the Olympics, uh, she was entered in several events already in the Olympics and just trying to keep herself sharp and, and, and whatever. And there was a track meet, uh, a, a, two, uh, a dual uh, track meet, and uh, they called and said, listen, can you accommodate Babe? Uh, she's training for the Olympics, and she needs that competition. And so they made it a triangular tra- uh, uh, track meet, meaning there are three institutions that are all vying for this overall championship. The other way, one wins, one loses, whoever outpoints the other one. So now it's three-way. Babe Didrikson was the only entrant from her college, and she won. Her college won the the track meet, and she was their only participant. She won the javelin. She won the mile. She won the 220 hurdles. She won the 100-meter dash, and I believe it was the shot put mark. And if you think of how divergent those those uh, things are athletically. I mean, there's some that have nothing to do with the other one. You know, you're the hundred meter dash champion, and you're also throwing the shot put. Okay, that that's very that's very rare that you have you have that combination of athletic skill. When Babe Didrikson uh, had moved on and, and, and had been in the Olympics and and, and come back and was uh, was trying to make a buck, and uh, there wasn't uh, you know world tennis wasn't available to her or whatever, she beat the defending men's golf champion at golf from the men's she then went not not in the same day or anything like that but within i believe a year or so and knocked off the 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 top bowlers you talk about two very different uh uh sports bowling and golf and to be able to whip the boys that's cool fist fight is different and uh, and uh, they're talking about ronda and, and could she could she do this or could she do that no the answer is a simple no uh, you know, Ronda's dominating women because of the technique that she uses. She's not overpowering them athletically, and her hands—that uh, that to me remains the remains the deal. The hands, uh, women just can't trans, uh, transfer the force from their punches to an opponent with near the uh, uh, the rate that that a man can, simply because of the physiology of their hands. Women's hands are much more prone to break than to do an, a significant amount of damage when hitting the head. Floyd has a lot of hand injuries. He's always breaking his hands up, uh, you know, so it doesn't pay him to hit hard. It pays him to hit often, and he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to hit hard to win. So uh, that's where it is there, Mark. But uh, uh, what do you think about somebody that, that calls somebody out when you're, when you're you know, I was like, uh, when, when guys get divorced, oh, she was ugly. Well, why did you marry her then? Did you, did you, did you not see that before you started this I do stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I always like that when they do it. It's like, um, dude, you were with her. Did you just wake up one day? And go, oh. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. I had, 
I had a buddy who who come over to the house and and uh, he met this babe and and uh, you know he was bragging about her and ah she's married dude but they, her her old man's an asshole or whatever and sure enough they started going out and sure enough he caught her cheating on him and I had to have that what were you th- she cheated on somebody to be with you what made you think she wasn't going to cheat on you to be with the next somebody you know say, you, you you didn't you didn't get the memo about that so. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's kind of where we are, Mark. Um, again, uh, thank God the police blotter short. Uh, J.T. Barrett, uh, the quarterback for Ohio State, now the the dash cam uh, video has come out of his arrest for drunken driving. He served his one game suspension, and uh, he'll be back at quarterback for Ohio State. And he simply asked the cops, "Is there anything? Is there any way to avoid this or, or anything like that?" I mean, from what I see, it wasn't like he was offering a bribe. Hey, I'll get you in, and you know you. You can play tight end on Saturday if you'll let me go from this DUI. And Urban Meyer might have been open to that. I'm not sure. But uh, they didn't go for it. They arrested him. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a tough deal on the cops, too. You're arresting the star quarterback in a college town. Yeah. <laughs> you better have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed because you know you're going to piss off somebody. Who doesn't care if the guy was drunk? He plays quarterback for Ohio State University. What the hell are you doing arresting him? You know, you couldn't you just give him a ride home? No, they used to do that. Drunk quarterbacks, and and for the the people that are looking down their noses at JT Barrett like he's done something, well, he's only 20 years old. He shouldn't have been drinking. You know what? That's what college is. People go there, and they get laid, and they drink, and they party, and hopefully they're getting an education in the meantime, and these guys are raising millions and millions of dollars for for the uh, state of Ohio, and particularly Ohio State University. Um, and uh, so everybody's, oh, what a terrible human he is. No, not really. He's a college kid. He's a 20-year-old college kid who had a chance to have a few drinks, and he, he was not at his home when it happened, so he was driving home. He, you know, he wasn't going out looking for more or whatever and, and, and wasn't involved in an accident, thank God. And nobody was injured and uh, except his reputation or whatever, and I would imagine at some point yep. in time it will cost J.T. Barrett uh, some uh, uh, some money when he goes to the pros. Somebody's going to say, well, yeah, we're going to give you $5 million four million nine hundred ninety thousand because you got a DUI. So well, you know, uh, it's a. I mean, I mean, it's like I say, I you know, half of the shit I did back in high school and college. Mm. Thank God the internet wasn't invent. You know, well, it was invented according to Gore, but anyway, you know, I mean, half the shit I did. It, <laughs> God, I would be in prison. I would have been in juvenile hall oh, yeah. for the majority of my teenage years, and I'd be in jail right now. I just, you know, I mean, I feel sorry for these kids because they cannot experience life. Yeah. You know, okay. they live life in a fishbowl, Mark. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, and yes, you are the star quarterback. And yes, you are going to have to do things that are not right, you know. Yeah. And you think you're shielded part of the time, but not all of the time. And somebody somewhere, you know, you know, again, we go back back to this thing that these women married. These, yeah, you know, so so okay, the cheerleader like. just got just lost out on her scholarship, so she's going to go do something with the star quarterback, and that's going to get her her fifteen minutes of fame. And he's, you know, I mean, God, I feel sorry for 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 anyone that's under fifty years of age, uh, but but God, to be a a well, rising sports star. I mean, my God. What I do to you? <laughs> Pardon? I said, "What I do? I'm yeah. I uh, don't get. I don't get some uh, some respect here uh, or something." 
No, I, so, no, so, I mean empathy. I, yeah, I mean you know these kids just do do not get to enjoy growing up because they live yeah. in that fishbowl. And okay, you play in Ohio. Somebody in Florida is going to go. I saw this on the internet, and I don't like it. And he needs to be uh, yeah. arrested. It's like, yeah. really? Come on. Oh, so. everybody ratting each other out. You know the kids that uh, you, you look at Louisville and Rick Pitino. I like Ricky Pitino. I think he's a hell of a coach. Uh, you know, he went to the Knicks. I don't think that was a great idea. He's back in college now at Louisville. He'd been at Kentucky and now at Louisville. Two of the most hated rivals uh, of one another located in the same state. He's coached for both very successfully, won national championships. But this recruiting scandal, it's good when you try. Okay, I got the guy laid. We had strippers in. They had a great time, and he signed on the dotted line, and now he's going to make money for us. Great. Good job, Ricky. The kid that decided, hey, you know, Louisville was great, but the babe was, I, I've seen better boobs, and I don't really like, like brunettes. I much prefer blondes, and the university of somewhere is 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 going to get, you know, is going to get me laid by the by my 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 woman of choice. It's not like like uh, Louisville was the only ones doing it, but when the kid didn't sign and he went somewhere else and had the opportunity to to rat out Louisville, he did so, and uh, um, I. I it's it's that it's that tap dancing in a minefield thing. Okay, it's all good when it works, but man, when it blows up, it's going to blow right up in your face because you didn't get everybody. If you could keep everybody in the fold, if it, it would be good. You could do it until till till the, the 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 cows come home. But it doesn't work every time. When a kid recruited recruited somewhere else, you know, uh, uh, Texas and Oklahoma recruit the same group. Florida and Florida State recruit the same group. Uh, in Miami. Uh, Ohio State and, and Michigan recruit the same. So when you lose out on one, he lets the other people know what the secrets were, what you did to try to recruit him, and that's how the, that's how this escalates, Mark. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, it, it's a, it's unfortunate. And like I say, uh, I don't think Pitino invented it. I don't think uh, uh, Lance uh, Armstrong performance enhancing drugs, nor did Mark McGuire. Or Sammy Sosa or Roger Clemens and on and on and on. Okay. Uh, but, okay. you know, it's a response. It's, it's the, just as we went back to, if, if somebody does something physical to you, your response is generally physical back. If somebody does something recruiting-wise and it's, it, it puts you at a disadvantage, your response is to do the same thing back. And uh, I think it's human nature. Go ahead, Ben. Okay. Let's kind of wrap this up on, on one final topic, okay? Which one? Pick one. Should we throw a dart? Nope. Okay. DraftKings, FanDuel, the ban in in uh, New York. What what it's, what is going on with this? Oh, okay. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna make wait 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 wait, 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 wait here's here, here, whenever you're done. I got it. Okay, okay. Here's my problem with this. Okay, which is kind of shocking. The NFL is not involved in this, but but every other oh, league, sports league has team owners who have a stake in either one of these two companies. Isn't that uh, – there's just something wrong with a sports team having part ownership in a betting company that that makes money off of that team. What it opens itself up to, you come back to Pete Rose. 
Pete Rose did not violate the letter of uh, he violated the letter of the law, but not the intent of the law. The intent of of what Pete Rose did or the rule with baseball was bet on uh, baseball in general. And oh my God, it was even worse. He bet on the Reds. Well, he didn't bet against the Reds, and he didn't bet. He he was betting only because of the competition thing. Right. Now you're talking about manipulating a game to win, and for. Mark, if you uh, the difference between being here on Super Bowl weekend and the the game uh, week eight of the NFL season is the availability of different things to wager on. When the Super Bowl comes around, you have that two week lag between the cha- the, the uh, championship games and the Super Bowl, and uh, so they come up with what what are known as prop bets. So you can bet who's going to have the most yardage. Uh, say it's Adrian Peterson, uh, the the Vikings make it. Uh, who's going to have more yardage, Adrian Peterson or Tom Brady? Who's going to count for more? Who's going to have more, you know, this right. and that, which is what coin toss and all those kinds of things. Most of them are not, they're, they're, they're stupid bets. They're, it's a coin toss type of thing. But it is wagering nonetheless. With FanDuel, with with the the, the, the all the sites like that, with this fantasy sports, they are simply prop bets. That's all they are. Where the the race and sportsbooks don't offer them now, it is an exotic thing, but it is a prop bet, and it is very easy to manipulate. It lends itself to such uh, jeopardy for somebody doing one thing and somebody scoring nothing. The money guy, that schmuck that says I put in two hundred bucks and now I got two million, and and yeah, okay, you didn't do that by the by, by luck. You didn't do that by skill. You did that because of some manipulation. Somebody let him know what combinations were were not bet on, were not wagered on, and he covered those, and and scored. Uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't. It was not like well, I think the guy, the the second string running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the first string guy is going to go down in the first quarter. And this second string guy is going to have an amazing game and go get over a hundred yards of action. And I'm going to be the only schmuck in America who's got him on my card. And that's exactly what happened, Mark. And it is wagering. And uh, they want their, they, they don't, they just want their piece of the pie. Uh, I think it should be ended uh, because it does, it, it, it is going to be a problem that's not going to go away. There's so much, you know, kids in Canyon City, Colorado were able to hide pictures of their genitals from their parents by having a phone that looked like a calculator until you hit the And then it opened up to, to pictures of the, of the junior prom queen's boobs. Uh, you know, so people can hide, and 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 people have uh, ways of manipulating and going about things that are unknown until way after the fact. If in fact somebody has the time, I mean, you talk about uh, behind the eight ball. You look at at law enforcement and all the data that, that that's available that's that's being passed around. Who 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 deciphers that? Who investigates which which, which thing? You know, pedophiles. One of the greatest things that's ever happened to pedophiles was Al Gore and the internet. Um, uh, they, they, they don't have to. They don't have to go to an adult shop and talk to the guy behind the counter. And say, hey, can you find me a, you know, uh, find me an eleven-year-old uh, young man I'd like to have sex with? And uh, you know, here's fifty bucks and find him and blah blah blah. Now it's on the internet. Uh, you know, uh, Jared Fogle did his thing uh, b- because of because of the availability of the information, and 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 so. That's that's what I think has changed, Mark, and, and this uh, this betting thing with these sports is not good for – you're an idiot. You're a 
freaking moron if you do these things thinking you're getting a fair shake you you might you might come out on top you might have enough skills to outlast some of them or, or, or outgain some of them but you're a moron if you think you're getting the real odds if you think you're you had because these people are able to take at one and use it to to screw the people that are that are playing on the other one so you can really burn a competitor and 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 their fan base so there's no real incentive to stop it you can't bet if you work for fantasy duel you can't or fan duel can't bet here okay that's good but you go. You can go right across the street and bet, bet at the other one. What's the difference? Uh, you know, you've just you've just made one better than the other. And and, uh, and I, I think it's uh, as a former bookie, I'm telling you right now, uh, it's bad. There's there's no way of regulating it. There's no way of telling who's manipulating what and and what information is available. I mean, dear God, that they, they they can hack into everything. There's nothing that is secure on the internet. If you just you you cannot do it. It's that information once it's out there is out there for. I will be dead and dust and gone in a million years from now, and that stuff will still be flying around out in space for somebody to find to decipher off of a cloud or whatever. Right. Sports are. Uh, uh, it, it is simply another another way of of gambling. And uh, Nevada wants their share. We've legalized it. We're not hypocritical about it, and I'm all, I'm all for them. Uh, I don't think there's a, a simple way of of. Uh, regulating it mark uh but uh it is a boy you talk about the 800 pound gorilla in the room uh all sports everybody basketball football all those that lend themselves to gambling um it's a i'm telling you right now i don't know how they'll ever get it under control mark but uh it's a it's a bad bad sign as far as i'm concerned all right let's wrap it up Let's wrap it up. All right. <laughs> now we've up. had all the, all, all the fun we're going to have. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I would like to wrap this up and say I would like to dedicate this show uh, to Paul Lecky. What a, what a tremendous man. What a, what, a, what a fine example of how, how you're supposed to do things right. And uh, we will miss him, and the Walmart family will miss him. And uh, uh, Walmart, uh, I've, got to, I've got to throw this in, Mark. I, I offered to watch the door for one of the greeters so they could go to his funeral. And Walmart, who, like I say, uh, tends to get the, the short end of the stick when it comes to a claim, and, and uh, they don't do everything perfect. But their district manager had come down, and he was bringing in – he was taking somebody from every other store in the Las Vegas area to man – this Walmart, so every last employee could go to this guy's funeral. Wow! So we applaud them, and uh, and uh, that's that's what we're talking about, folks. That's that, that's how you do it right. So, uh, and we try to do it right here on Good Sports. We're not always all that successful, but we give it we give it a go, and uh, we do appreciate you you watching us. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. What else have we got, Mark? Uh, I think that's about that's about it for now. That's enough. Are we, are we, we're trying to set up an Instagram. Thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do all I have to do is talk. You're the one that has to do the real work. So, well, for all of us here at Good Sports, uh, thank you being with us, and uh, we look forward to you being with us on a regular basis uh, at goodsportsmedia.com, and you'll know when we're doing the show. Sometimes we vary. Uh, generally, we try to do it on Thursdays, but sometimes things pop up. So as they do and, and as things occur here in Las Vegas, we cover them right here on Good Sports. And uh, uh, for all of us here, uh, thank you. Have a good week. For Mark Anthony, I'm Rick Rosen, and keep watching Good Sports right here on GoodSportsMedia.com. Bye-bye. Bye.